Welcome back to the Horror Motel, listeners. Uh, we're delighted to have you here. Uh, this week, I'm so excited. We're going to discuss a brand new movie. Brand new? I always like it when we do this. Uh, so we're delighted. We're delighted to have you here um, in our creepy, mysterious, dark hotel. Uh, as always, I am here with my fantastic co-host, whom I love with all my heart. Uh, who loves horror movies. Look, we've never talked about this. I'm going to introduce you, but then let's reintroduce people. Why do we love horror movies so much? My co-host, Bunny Galore. Bunny Galore, it is uh, a delight to have you here. You are the queen of the cult movies. Yes. What is your background? Why do you love horror movies so much? Let's remind people our passions. Isn't it strange? I always think it's... Because I now to friends I have... Hello, everybody, by the way. Bunny Galore here. Um, <laughs> uh, every, I, people, I forget how many of my friends don't like horror sometimes. And when yeah. they go, what, oh, why do you like horror? And I was like, I, don't, I think as a, as a, a genre... I think it's all whether it's good. It's like a roller coaster, and it's a. Re- I think it's a release of pent up, like oh my goodness, suspense. Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I was like, you know, it was you know, jump scare with makes you laugh, you know, and that sort of thing because it, it's a release. So I think it's always that adrenaline roller coaster. I think you get with horror movies. Uh, as a artistically, I think it's be. I think it appeals. I think to the underdog. Which, uh, yes. to be fair, I think is pretty much ninety percent of the, the population. I don't know who, who <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anyone that doesn't think of themselves as an underdog, really. But you know, as in a general terms, in the you know, in uh, if we're talking about media, that's what it is, kind of tends to be lumped in with. Uh, and I, th- I think it just is. It's fun. It's fun, and it's it's gothic. I am probably more of a traditionalist. I mean, I grew up with the, the Universal movies and the Hammer movies. Uh, so I think, in, particularly in England in the eight, 70s and 80s, horror was very mainstream, as in kids' TV was pretty terrifying. Yeah. Uh, you had all those, uh, and obviously Doctor Who in the 70s is, is very gothic in the mid-70s with the Tom, early Tom Baker era. Um, but when I, and that's the stuff I've rewatched a lot. But when you look around that, most of the late 70s into the early 80s, where it gets a bit more sci-fi because of Star Wars, is very gothic horror in five o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on kids' TV. It's you wouldn't have the blood or the sex, but you would be like if you look at something like the Children of the Stones is this TV show, and um, which is a bit like the Tom Baker story Stones of Blood, and it's just terrifying. It's full on, you know, sort of druidy sort of stones being kind of having can move around type of thing. It's that was. You know, in the afternoon, uh, Saffron Steel, absolutely terrifying. So I think I grew up with it. So, Alison, what's your uh, sort of, you know, inspiration for getting into horror, do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I relate so much to the idea of, like, I, I feel like the outcast we always identify with mm. horror because it's always, you know, the... <laughs> the mean kids get it in the end. You know what yes. I mean? Like the cheerleader always gets it in the end. So if you're one of those that always felt like an outcast, horror was always that kind of cathartic, yeah, yeah lovely place that you could go and be like, this is my this is my safe space. Yes. Um, but I think as a child, yeah, I was really also drawn to that a little bit. It's interesting because I'm, you know, Canadian, but I think Canadian and British uh, culture is very, I mean, they mesh. They are they are one. Yeah, we are part similar. of the monarchy. Very, very, very similar. But I remember as a young child, yeah, there, there being creepy things. Like, actually, mm. one of the one of the early days horror movies, they, Disney made a movie called Watcher in the Woods. Mm. Do you remember yeah, Watcher, yeah, Watcher in the Woods? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of horror directors, fanaticists say that that was actually the movie 
that brought in a lot of people because it was mm. such a young and it's very PG. It, like it was four it, kids. It is, but it's. Yeah. I think I was thinking, watching the woods. I was probably slightly too young for because I think it was aimed at probably 13, 14 year olds, and I think it came out when I was quite young. Uh, so I, I've only watched it. I, it doesn't have a. It doesn't, interesting because it doesn't have that effect on me. But I can completely understand why people find that movie. Uh, it, I suppose in the UK we probably had like the um, the famous five stuff and uh, the, the the Enid Blyton books where it's kind of uh, Smuggler's Cove and the Ghost of the Haunted House type of. So there's it, it, again it would bleed into a lot of those things. But I can totally understand watching the woods being inspirational to a lot of people because it's got yeah. that spooky vibe hasn't it yeah yeah it does it does yeah we just hadn't touched base for that for a long time and mm, i was like oh, let's reintroduce really why it is we love horror movies so much also just to escape the horrors that are my own life is why i watch horror movies uh well, speaking of our own lives yeah. anything exciting with yeah. you this week yeah. that you've avoided <laughs> with a horror movie <laughs> well isn't that weird i think it is yeah, obviously great escapism like like a lot of things but it's particularly yeah. uh, great escapism i think horror um and it's still i remember doing a bbc radio show uh just before for Halloween, first the first new Halloween came out, and you know they'd had like the head of um, uh, Picturehouse Cinemas and somebody else and me, <laughs> and I, I'm obviously I think I'm probably like if you know if you want to talk about media stuff like that I'm probably more the fun version of those people, but <clears throat> it was amazing because at that point cinema uh, was horror was the number one seller. It's still, I think it still is yeah. the the number one genre yeah. out of all the genres. When you're not talking about big action, if you're not talking about Marvel, obviously, but um, the big sort of uh, you know crayon paintings of movies, uh, which are great fun, but you know they they. I think it's probably the one genre that kind of survives because of everyone loves these new um, superhero movies, don't they? So, uh, mm-hmm. so yes, it's it, it, it is strange. Um, so this week. Um, uh, it's cooled down a lot. So last weekend, yes, um, it's been when we we're recording this. It was just gone Pride in London, so I've just about recovered from that. It sounded a little bit husky, <laughs> uh, gentle <laughs> listeners. You know why? Uh, I might have been singing very loudly to Tiffany. I think we're alone now uh, on the dance floor last night. Um, but last weekend was the the Clapham uh, t- uh, Two Brewers party, which was so hot when the sun came out. It felt like you were in a it, it, in Gran Canaria or in the Canary Islands. It was I've never experienced sunshine like that in the UK. You could really yeah. feel it this time. And I, everybody was in costume. Yeah. Yeah, you're really, like, and thank goodness I had like you know factor fifty on everywhere. Um, but I, everyone tried to do makeup, and all my mates were performing on stage. They were like melting. But on the Monday, so I didn't have to do gig that weekend, but I did on the Monday, which thankfully was a bit cooler. But I had two things. I had the uh, photo shoot for the, I think we've talked about this on here, the pantomime um, that I'm doing this Christmas. So photo shoot for the pantomime poster. And then in the evening, I was doing a Pride event at Soho House. Uh, the, the, the comedy bit was that it's just the logistics of doing these things. You know, because obviously yeah. one venue is about farther than now. So I don't really travel in makeup so much. A lot of my friends do, but I never do. And it was like, oh, do I get a cab? Actually, the photo shoot took 20 minutes. And 12 minutes of that was just chatting with the, you know, with the photographer and the, uh, and the head office people. So I was a bit like literally in and out. Because really, I've done so many that I can just click on, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I don't need to be warmed up particularly, especially for something like that. Was that the one with all the the rainbow cakes and everything like that? It was no, amazing. That, that was, was a, that no, looked gorgeous. That the, this is this is going to be the poster for the Christmas show. Uh, that was a prize. That, that okay. one you think the cake when you're thinking of was the I did a uh, what would you call that a promotion for a hotel. Uh, a lovely hotel, the Great Scotland Yard Hotel, and it is actually where Scotland Yard was. I I, I don't know why because wow. I have, to, have you ever seen the movies, the the triangle sign saying New Scotland Yard, and that they always show outside, yes. you know, like as a, an establishing shot. And it never really sunk in that wasn't. I always presumed that they'd rebuilt it or something like that, and that was it's the same location. They just put something on top of it. Uh, but no, that's where it used to be, right by, um, it's by Trafalgar Square. Um, so it's opposite huh. the Trafalgar Theatre where Jersey Boys is playing at the moment. I had no idea that was there. And I'd been down that street 70,000 times in the last, you know, how many years. But um, yeah, I had no idea, just down the side street. So it's so strange. That was really sweet. So yeah, we did a high tea photo shoot and uh, with lots of amazing cakes. Uh, me and a lovely drag queen friend called Candy Heels. And uh, and then we did like a cocktail one, which is where I'm in the red hair. Oh, you know, <laughs> controversial, playing red hair. Because uh, I'm always blonde. So, <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that was great, great fun. Though. Yeah, the, the, the both events were, but it was so weird. I had to take all my makeup off after the photo shoot for the pantomime. And then get in a, uh, get, I just went, oh, I'll just get the tube. Because that's taken 20 minutes. I've got four, five hours before I have to do the other event. So I was like, I can go to my friend's flat in Soho and then... So her house is around the corner. But trying to put the makeup on, Alison, the second time, nothing was sticking. It literally... Uh, <laughs> and I don't know whether... I think my uh, T-zone, like, you know, my bridge of my uh, forehead gets really hot, I think. So the eyebrows are just sort of <laughs> blend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I reapplied them three times and they still wouldn't... St- and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. But I think it was just... Um, yeah, it was just overheating, I think. It was fine because it's a dark the room. I was, I was hosting like a um, musical theatre uh, pride event, so it was people singing, so it was quite dark. Thankfully, I could just, you know, sit there and kind of... And I, it was pretty... <laughs> Dolly my eyebrows. Yeah, I could, I could, yeah. my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, don't look at the eyebrows, yeah, exactly. And they were all fine. Um, so that was... And it took me... But my skin was ruined for days afterwards because it was obviously like sandblasting you know, hardcore makeup into yeah. your pores. And to be frank, my pores are like buckets. So um, uh, so, so it took me about three days to look human. I don't think I left the house for a few days. Um, just because I thought, like, you know, when it, you know, boils, like it's kind of really getting to your skin. So that was super sure, fun. Yeah. But, I, you know, both but looked great and it was good fun. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm a little bit prided out. Have I got any other pride? I don't think. I'm going to. So I'm a little bit prided out. Prided out, yeah. <laughs> You're hungover today. Prided. You uh, celebrated. Yeah. All the pride has been ripped out of you yes, for a minute. Yeah, exactly. How's, uh, how's your week been, darling? It's been good. I mean, uh, it's just heat. Learning how to deal with heat in this country. I am mm. glad that it's cooled down. Um, I was laughing about this the other night with my sister. So we went through a bit of a heat heat wave in Toronto years ago. And uh, Toronto also, I mean, you know, it it was really hot and uh, Mm. we were not prepared with it. But my sister, uh, my sister had just graduated from university and she's quite an optimist. And I went down to visit her in her apartment. I'll never forget this. This It was so hot. And I looked on her fridge, and she had a list of, like, to do, okay? Uh-huh. Keep in mind, she's optimistic about the future, living her dreams, you know, doing what she can. And this is the list on her fridge in a heat wave. Number one, buy fan. Two, <laughs> make ice. 
Three, <laughs> put, put ice in front of fan. Four, uh, a good idea. follow. Yeah, put ice in front of fan. Four, follow your dreams. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty. Oh, wow, that, that escalated yeah. quickly, didn't it, with number three? Um, yeah, yeah, cool down and then follow your dreams. So in this heat, oh, whenever I, I feel heat, that. I just always think, all right, everyone, put it ice in front of the fan and follow those follow dreams. dreams. Follow your dreams, everyone. <laughs> so that. I've well, been following my dreams this week, everyone, <laughs> in, a, in a cooled, cool climate. Yeah. How and that's it, about it. That's about how, it. Just been surviving heat. Yeah. Manchester, how was Manchester? Have you Obviously, you're usually gigging everywhere, aren't you? So you're probably away at the weekends. But how was Manchester in the heat wave? Yes. I mean, it's, uh, it's disgusting. I'm not going to lie, everyone. It's disgusting. Heat in this country is disgusting because these buildings, everything was not yeah, built. Not built. I mean, That's there's the no no climate change, everyone, but Manchester, <laughs> 32 degrees in June. But wow. no, there's no climate change, everyone. Totally normal. Uh, so, yeah, it's just uh, it's just survival. No, we hunkered down. We just cooled rooms. I bought an air conditioning unit a few years ago that I have going out oh, the window, yeah, everyone. Yeah. So that's yeah. changed. Um, and then we just yeah. hunkered down. We just hunkered down and actually just watched a ton of movies. Because when you're so hot, there's just nothing else you yeah. can do. So we just watched I, movies. Funny which is, say that. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I could never concentrate on things when it, it's that sort of heat. Isn't it weird? I always oh, find really? it. I, I mean, I, I, and I catch myself doing it lately going, isn't that strange? You don't really uh, concentrate. So I was quite happy when it cooled down because it meant we I could watch the movie of this week. <laughs> on Juicy Night. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Which, well, we found this one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this is fun because uh, I recommended. I just found this movie. I just—it's brand new. I just mm. watched it, uh, and I—I I really enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. um, and this one I think is going to spark some interesting conversations. We were talking yes, about this. Yes. So, uh, the movie—the movie that I'm bringing to the table today—if uh, you haven't seen it, uh, net, is it Netflix? I, I, it's well, it's out there somewhere yes, wherever it, you it live. You can find it. Indeed, yeah. Yes. Uh, it is a movie called. Becky. <laughs> That's right, everyone. Becky. Uh, it is described as this. Here's a description of Becky. It is home alone with more blood and more Nazis. And that is exactly... exactly what it is. That made me absolute hell when I saw that. Because when I just finished the movie and I went, I'm just going to look this up. And <laughs> That's the first thing I saw and it made me howl. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Um, Home Alone with more blood and Nazis. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It it was, I was not expecting this movie to like grab me like it did. Um, No, it wasn't what I I was expecting at all, uh, at all. Yeah, it was really interesting. And there's a, it's, it's it's an interesting, uh, well, one, I didn't realize it came out in 2020, which is probably why I hadn't seen it. Um, Because I think, and I think it's only, probably coming on our radar one because it's on netflix now and two because the yep. sequels just coming out or just came out yeah becky, so there's a becky too that is becky, just about yeah. to mm-hmm. yeah which i'm really excited about because seeing this yeah. one i was like wow like i said i i'm really surprised i didn't hear anything about this so basically no, uh, I didn't hear me... anything about it Never, yeah exactly i did not I, this did not maybe it didn't get much of a release over here perhaps but maybe that's the I problem mean, maybe not so it is starring, uh, so Becky is Lulu Wilson. Lulu Wilson, you will know her from such movies as she was in Ouija, uh, Annabelle, oh, yeah. Creation. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, the Wrath of Becky. She's got a lot of movies with her own name in it. Yeah. Well done. 
Becky, 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 Becky. Uh, cop and a half, uh, deliver us from devil. So she's been in a lot of like scary mm. things before. But so Lulu Wilson, she was fantastic in this. She is the angsty adolescent that basically is angry. Mom has passed away. She's dealing mm. with anger. Dad has a new girlfriend. She obviously doesn't like new girlfriend. So mm. she runs away a lot to the like little like uh, what is it like a tree house she has out yeah, in the, the, out in the yeah, forest yeah. by their house. Yeah, they've, got, they they've got an okay family thing. Do they call them... De- no, is it the American thing to call it a den? Is it, it, I think I think a den was kind of something... Like when I was growing up, it was probably more something you'd build in the forest yourself. More like a like a oh. tenty type of thing, but with wood and things like that. But yeah, I, it's a tree house. It's definitely... But it's a bit more purpose-built. We would call it? it tree house. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, house in a tree, climb mm. up there. And uh, anyway, basically, <laughs> the movie gets going pretty quick. Uh mm. Kevin James is our baddie. Kevin James and mm. uh, some other <laughs> inmates from a prison <laughs> break out of prison to get this key. Uh, they are Nazis. They are like, you know, uh, white supremacists. And they want to get this key because this key holds the some mystery. We still don't know to this day what the key is. Mm. And in fact, in the movie... Uh, when they interviewed Lulu Wilson, she was like, I still don't know what the key is for. Kevin James is still at this point, I mean, before the sequel, the only one who knows what the key is. Uh. So even the actors didn't know. Nobody really knows what the key is for. So um, I thought that was interesting because Lulu was like, we thought it would be best for me not to know. That way, Becky, you know, so th- oh, I think in true. Becky, too, we're going to learn a lot more about this key. I hope so. Uh, but anyway, so these... <laughs> So these, yeah, I know, Mike, this is what it's all about. So these inmates break in, terrorize her family. She is not in the house because she ran away. She was angry at dad and she sees what's going on. So basically it turns into Becky battling to try and save her family, get rid of these like Nazis. And it gets pretty grim. And so I know you Mm. messaged me and you were like, I think this is more of a thriller. I was like, well, there gets to be some gore in a little bit. She's a pretty... I mean, look, the kill scenes. I'm just saying, help have no fury like an angsty teenage girl. Uh, Written by men, but I'm still surprised at how well they got a teenage girl's anger. Uh, Because Becky ravages, like (laughs) ravages these people. Like, get get, Kevin James pulls out his eye in a scene. (laughs) Guys, it is not for the faint of heart, this movie. I think that's the biggest yeah. surprise, isn't it? You you kind of go into it thinking it's going to... Uh, uh, that's why I think it was before the first kill, perhaps, that I sure. messaged you. Because I thought, have I got the right film here? Because this feels... Yeah. It does feel like Home Alone. It was a little bit PG and... A, not well, not PG. It was a little bit teen angsty, I guess. And I looked it up on... And I yeah. looked up to check it. I had the right one. And as if there's going to be another film called Becky that's just on Netflix. But um, <laughs> but I thought, am I doing this right? Am I going crazy? Uh, and, and Wikipedia had listed it as a thriller. Um, like a... What did they say? It was like an action, action thriller, which I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I don't see much action. What's yeah. going on? Not realising what was about to happen. So, But I, why I thought, oh, let's proceed with it, because it did make me... Before we get into talking about the film, let's talk about what yeah. what I was confused about is what actually makes a horror film. And I, I think it's perhaps yes. what's yes. missing is what I would normally expect from a horror film is certain tropes. 
Um, Because it's very, as you said to me in the message back, was it's very similar to your next, which we've reviewed on here, haven't we? I think so. um, Yeah. So so we have. I'm not going. That feels like years ago now, doesn't it? Um, uh, But you know, it is very similar. Like kind of cottage under siege is the term I think they use dramatically. It's like a a doctor who does a lot when you basically it's cheap because you have one set and you know the threat, whether it be zombies or Nazis or whatever outside. and I think the difference with your next is the, the is the killers have um, the protagonists have creepy masks on. So because the mask, it's like the purge. I don't really think of the purge as being a horror either. But I guess it kind of oh. goes into that looking yeah. like that because it's got they have the masks. And I think that's fright. It's so yeah. in other words, that's visually frightening, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But what they're doing is all very similar. But would if you don't have a I think if it's just a human, it's just well, that's it, that's probably why it's not so much a horror. But but by the end, I was like, mm, yeah, it's. I think it is a horror thriller. It has horror elements yeah. to it, and the thing that pushed agreed it over, horror thriller it was that it's the key thing because that is the this it, that is alluding to some supernatural element, isn't it? Um, that it's as I that seemed to in the film itself. It's so it's really fun, enjoyable, kind of like Buffy-ish, you know, kind of vibe. Um, it very yeah. much to be of season five with Dawn, Buffy's sister, that suddenly appears, and she's the key, weirdly, isn't she? In the in the in the storyline of season five, she's this mythical key that's been turned into a human and inserted into Buffy's life, and it's kind of vibey of that. But because it's such a throwaway thing about this key, and then eventually have one line of dialogue, a couple of lines of dialogue saying. It's um, all races have their place on Earth, and this key will re- will reset things or something like that, isn't it? Um, is that? Yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably um, saying that wrong. No, but that's about right. It's back. That's no, but vibe, that's, that's yeah. but it's so vague that to the point where I was like, uh-huh. uh huh, and I was almost like, did you insert this in reshoots, and you didn't have time to insert it anywhere else because it's just this isolated explanation of why they're there. And it was strange because it doesn't, it's such a normal domestic film to have something which is yeah. kind of super, well, we're presuming it's supernatural because what would the key do? It must unlock something. So it's either a box or it's a door in a in a tree or something weird. Uh, it's the what, or a religious ceremony type of thing. So it's kind of Indiana Jonesy at Raiders of the Lost Ark, isn't it, I guess? Um, yeah. But it's it, it's Indiana Jones if you never see the Ark. <laughs> so it's like, well, <laughs> what's that? Uh, it's, so that's strange, I found. Uh, that was a odd. But the film itself is r- r- great roller coaster, fun. It was it was really, I mean, uh, loving the, yeah, great, great fast fun. Fast pace. Mm. It's interesting because if you think about it that way, could this movie, Becky, be the prequel to what will become yes. like the... Yeah, I'm wondering. Actual, maybe what we would go horror. Um, because yeah. I, when we were talking about what is a horror, I was like, okay, mm. yeah, let's talk about it. Because horror is a genre that we have, we have really, uh, there's wide parameters. Mm. Let's say that. Yeah, there so is. So really it's hard yeah. to be a, a traditionalist and be like, this is a horror, this isn't a horror. Mm. So I thought I'm going to read two actual definitions Ooh. of what horror yes, let's do that. Okay, so horror films. So Britannica definition, horror films may incorporate incidents of physical violence mm-hmm. and psychological terror. They may be studies of deformed, disturbed, psychotic, or evil characters, stories of terrifying monsters, 
or malevolent animals or mystery thrillers that use atmosphere to build suspense. Ooh. So all of that yes. technically falls in. I was yeah. like, yeah. okay, that's that's big. And then the, the other mm. one, Wikipedia, horror is a film genre that seeks to elect fear or disgust in its audience for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a lot more. That's, that's, it's yeah. either to terrorize or disgust you. That's what horror <laughs> movies are. I was like, what's wrong with me? Why do I love yeah, these so I, much? I, I, feel, I feel personally attacked after that, I have to say. Um, I, oh, I was and, like, oh. And, and so I was like, okay, yeah. that's, that's, that's interesting. And the idea of like, you know, horror movies... Um, there's a you know you there's usually violence there's a monster uh, typically unnatural or even super uh, or unnatural or even supernatural um, whereas thrillers and this is where the line again gets a little blurry thrillers tend to be human threat so you yeah. are correct so horrors yeah. usually do go to more monster super um, but again the whole genre of horror thriller has kind of like it is a bit blurry, isn't blurred it? because he, if we look yeah. at your your next, sure they yeah. have the masks, but there's no. That's so human, uh, soup. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we mm. really have gone the distance. I think it's the gore that yeah, makes uh, this one the yeah. horror. Because when she starts to like kick ass, and let me just reiterate again. Yeah, we say Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it is not. This is not for kids. <laughs> like she goes no. in. No. And she, dem like, yeah, she. Whew, there are some scenes yeah. that I screamed out loud. And it yeah. takes a lot for me to scream out loud and, like, yeah. Yeah, whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You got me going a few yeah. times. I was like, really good, though. Um, I'm really good. good. Yeah. 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 Um, I was, because I was wondering where it was, when it was starting and we saw the, the prison, um, prisoners leaving the prison and things you think and then i started to notice the tattoos and i was going oh that's nazi symbolism and oh that's interesting why why is that never expecting that they actually were like you know neo-nazis trying to you know oh. resurrect things I and thought, when kevin oh. james takes off his hat and then there's yeah. the big swastika on yeah. the back of his head it was like, like that's the moment where the movie slaps right. you and goes yeah. get oh. ready for nazis yeah exactly. here come the nazis like I there was thought, no subtlety yeah, you know, yeah it was really like oh that's actually quite nazi I thought they were great, actually. The the two, the the the, the like the big giant guy. I've, I've forgotten the character's name, and um, like his protege, wasn't it? It was his second in command. I thought there was such yeah. great casting because that's quite hard to cast those type of guys and get them, you know, to look like they do, and then be able to give any sort of level of performance. Is you know you yeah. don't normally associate with these big muscly meatheady kind of guys, I and mean, I'm sure they probably don't. They're not tattooed in real life, and they're not like shaven headed and bearded, but um, uh, re normally. But it's still it it was quite. I thought they were really good because that casting could have been a bit a bit wooden, couldn't it? And I thought they I thought well, they did pretty well. Let's talk about casting for a minute. So, mm. did you know much? So, Kevin James, who is swastika head guy, mm. had you seen him? Do you know who he know. is? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's probably one of maybe he's in loads of films. I've just not realised who he is. But he is. I, he's a big ah. deal. He was also the lead. He was the husband in the show. Have you ever heard of the show King of Queens? I've ne yeah, I King do. I've never seen it, but I do yeah. know you do know the show. Yeah. Okay, so he was the the husband, ah. the, the guy, and King, and it was it, Leah Remner, uh, Remney, who does. Um, you know, she was the Scientologist. Yes, yes, and so lovely, she yeah, was yeah, the wife. Great. He was the husband. Yeah. So Kevin James has a lengthy career. Uh, he's also been in uh, Paul 
Bart Mall Cop. Have you heard of that movie? Paul Bart Mark Mall Cop. I've never seen it. I know the that's, film. That's yeah. him. He's got a series of like lots of family, you know, but he always plays. Do, do, do. I'm a good guy. I'm a oh, husband. I'm a... Wow. This was yeah, his first. I did not first... recognize him yeah, from that. Any yeah. of that. Yeah. He, this is his first scary role. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said that what really, you know, because some people look, not everyone's going to be into this movie. I totally get it. But across the board, what critics really said was his performance. They're like, this was a great, like, this was a great yeah. breakout from what he did before. And I agree. I was like, oh, he did a great job. But do you know who was up for the part before Kevin James? I think you're going to get a kick out of this. Ooh, I don't know. Simon Pegg. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Simon that, Pegg wow. was going to be the Nazi, the uh-huh. head Nazi leader. Again, Simon that would Pegg. have been very different casting, wouldn't it? For him, for, as an opposed yep. to everything he's done. Yep. Uh, I would like to have seen that, actually. He, does, he actually does do a villain occasionally. He did one in the the first season of the revival of Doctor Who with Tris Eccleston. Uh, and, that was and, he, and I think he would make an excellent villain, yeah, but it would, would be the opposite. Sure. Kevin James was the yeah. big burly, yeah. but Simon Pegg would have been the little the little yeah. mind control, like the guy the, in yeah. control. You in know control. what I mean? Like yeah, the, exactly. yeah. Yeah. But that I thought was, it was, and other, he was actually... That, that's actually interesting. Yeah, you just made me think, Alison, because I think that would work probably better because that was the one thing I didn't quite understand was if why that type of prisoner would be have the knowledge about a key that's this mythical key i was a bit like this is he you would kind of expect that to come from somebody that's a bit more bookish and has researched it or do you know what i mean little nerdy smart Maybe, guy yeah, as opposed yeah. to have been another big burly yeah because yeah, yeah. i was like well why that's the bit i didn't quite understand going like well you know he's a bit hulk smash uh, <laughs> to be having this <laughs> <laughs> master plan of of like yeah changing yeah. the world by this with this whatever this thing is so i can't wait to see what happens with the wrath of becky the sequel um which i i don't think i think maybe it's coming out in the next couple of months because i've i don't even remember seeing a trailer for the first one let alone the second one so it'd be interesting no, to see if that's out yeah i'm excited because this is to me this was a really fun blend of here's the other labels here's some other labels mm. we can give it which again horror genre uh, home invasion thriller meets revenge horror. Ooh. Revenge horror is a new, sh- you know what I mean? Yes. Like we yes. keep expanding our boundaries. Yes. Um, revenge horror for me, there have been a couple that I haven't been able to watch because they are very intense I, for no, me. So the there's one, yeah, really yeah, but one. I, I wish I could, I wish I could remember the title of it now. Where it's the and there's also the Michael Caine one where he kind of kills off these youths that've been. Uh, taunting his um his friend to death as an old man um so yeah i i I like the idea of them i can't watch them because i find that a little bit too disturbing some are too much for me yeah yeah yeah. because and this is why a lot of my movies too and i'm I'm trying to like you know especially for the podcast here gang if they're uh, let's just say too if you have Mm. suggestions of movies you want us to watch Mm. please uh, let us know uh, am I going to watch super disgusting stuff? No, but throw them at us. Give us options, right? Like I still admit I've never seen Human Centipede. I know I can't handle it, so I'm not going in. Everyone, I, I did watch that for in the sense of to have an opinion on it a, a while ago, and actually it sure. wasn't as. I think I might have watched some of it on fast forward. Um, you just get used to it, uh, and then you're like, it wasn't I have that. As, you become desensitized. It wasn't that good a film. 
um it yeah. wasn't it was actually kind of not i was like oh this is not what i expected but then it took me a long time to, in this talking about monsters being human uh hostel i didn't watch hostel for a very long time and when they eventually did i think i came in they kind of switched on like on tv once and saw the the end and went, oh it's not that bad but and the and the violence it's kind of almost cartoony the violence it's not as nasty nasty as i was expecting it was a um, it was a bit more because they're in such an unreal situation of being in. It just makes you never want to go backpacking in in wherever they are, um, yeah. in Eastern Europe wherever they are. It definitely makes you go like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. Uh, so see, but now again, Hostel is an excellent yeah. example because mm. if we were to follow the rules, that would be a thriller. But to mm. me, Hostel is 100 percent a horror. Yeah. It's and a horror. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Going well, that's I term that a horror. And I'm, why do I term that as a horror? I think because it's got those scenes of torture in it's it's quite a um grandiose gothic kind of way isn't it it's kind yeah. of a, yeah. like saw kind of a i mean but you know, saw's yeah. a horror and saw's um i guess it's that kind I, I think i know what it is it's the heightened elements there's usually with horror there's one or two heightened element to the movie whether that be with the villain yes. being you know, a masked killer or the way, you know, or the setting is heightened. So I think because this was a quite a domestic thing, even though Nazis, um, it's, um, uh, it's, it, it, there was, there wasn't that element of heightenedness when I was, that's why I was thinking, well, I don't think this is really a horror. Not that we could, we could, you know, we could do, this is our show, darling, we can review whatever we like. But, do um, whatever we want, yeah. But, you know. but it brought up good points, and that's what I love about the, even us talking about it now. Mm. If we look at, we go, well, is that a rule? Yeah. What is that? This is it okay. Really made me so think I, about I feel it. horror. Horror has grown, and I think maybe mm. I'll go back to the starting question that I asked. That's why I love it so much, because yeah. I feel there's so much room. There's chances. We can take chances in horror. People, yes. you know, you can get weird ideas. You can go on, on you know, I've seen things in, in horror movies that you, you would never see anywhere else, right? Yes. They're stupid. They're yes. ridiculous. They're like, mm. they stretch the, the you know, I just love, and the worse the horror, the more I love it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I've always enjoyed so, you know, my, what, what my loves are, um, I always have to remember that there's, a, there's a other types of horrors out there and there's different things. So for when I saw Becky, I was like, this makes me think, is it horror? Is it not? Uh, regardless, though, I, I would recommend it to anyone. If you like thrills, yeah. if you're down with a bit of gore, if you want some action. I mean, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy the film? I, actually, no, I really did. I think I was, I was yeah. just not quite sure what it was going to be. But then I was like, oh, this is actually... Um, it is more more hot, uh, gory than I was expecting, and therefore it was like, oh, this yeah. is really fun, and I love you know I love a revenge um, thing, especially a, you know, a powerful woman, uh, girl, I should say. I don't know how old she is in, yeah. in reality. She's probably early twenties. She was sixteen, and I oh, think the 16? first time she read the script, sixteen when she first read the script, I think she was eleven, oh, my and then goodness. I think they f they say she's thirteen. In, right. in the filming oh, so within those age ranges younger but oh yeah. God, well done for her then because that was really good I think yeah. it does really capture the the uh, angsty moody teenager um, <sighs> I mean I, I, I guess boys and girls can be both quite angsty moody teenagers so perhaps we all go yes. through this at some point but it, they really get it and it's quite and they don't pull any punches it's not softened at all she's actually quite a, no. quite, bra quite brattish to start with because she's yeah. so upset um, and you kind of, and quite unlike, I thought that was quite an 
a risk to make her that unlikable at the beginning uh, in a story yeah. where you go like, well, I'm just going to be on the Nazi side now because because <laughs> she's you kind of they're not the most you know sort of um, uh, it's identifiable, but it's not it's not sort of likable. Uh, We're but not then, connected to her. Yeah, we don't you know in yeah, any other movie they'd want to make us like her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So in, that was quite yeah. that was quite a gamble, but it, but weirdly it kind of pays off because it makes her far more of an efficient killing machine apparently. <laughs> <laughs> And then that leads to the whole thing. Let's see what happens with Becky in the future. Because she's, it's like, has this unleashed a psychopathic killer within her? Because she jumps into that role pretty, like, she becomes the, and is like, yeah, Mm. I'm like, wow, she's got some anger. And so, and even at the end, it's interesting because they're like talking to her afterwards and they're like, it's just hard to believe that a young girl could be so violent that's what concerns me and i was like yeah becky's a killing machine now like it's yeah it's uh so i i i highly recommend it look it's Mm. it's got thrills chills uh gore uh whether it's not or not as a horror movie we'll put that in your your uh definitions because i think it's like it's like labels right we can't we're getting to a non-label world we got to do that with (laughs) horrors it's just we don't need to label them anymore right is it a torture horror no Let's not label them anymore. So, um, but but now that we've discussed all of this, okay, uh, we're in the motel. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is, where is it safe to put the movie Becky, Becky in yes. in the horror motel? Where are we going to check her in? Ooh, so, what I do think, you think? Um, I think it needs to definitely be outside, uh, and I think it possibly. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, there's a little bit of woodland around the back of the motel, and I have seen a, a, an old, disused treehouse out there from probably the previous ah, owners. Um, yes, you know, yes. occasionally, occasionally at night, gentle listeners, I see a light twinkling in the tree. So somebody is obviously using it. I don't know if it's Michael Myers or maybe it's the killer clowns wandering out there. I don't know. Uh, but so I think it should go in the treehouse outside the motel where it's nice and safe. And, you know, she can, she can, she can lay all the traps out there in the woodland and, you know, protect us from any Nazis trying to steal mythical keys. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they ain't getting our keys. Those are our skeleton keys we got. The one I the, love it. I <laughs> The only thing yeah. that I kept on having in my head for the whole movie was the phrase Becky with the good hair. I could not get it out of my head. And it I can't it's is is that from a Beyonce song? Oh, I can't it's from a song, isn't it? Becky with the good hair. And every time because the I think she's wigged for it or it's her own hair because it the continuity isn't great sometimes because the, the the blue streak fades <laughs> and the length I think it must be her own hair because the length keeps on changing as well. So um it, and that's what's why you wear wigs because then you have the continuity in movies because it is very hard to keep those things going. I know she's running around is with that why? Yeah, it's really easy. Is much that why easier. wigs are thrown on? Because yeah, because sometimes I see wigs and I was like, why are they doing wigs? What's the mm. point of wig? Like you know, if you identify, but yeah. ah, that's interesting. Particularly if you've got ah. to do reshoots. Uh, so if you've got a reshoot yeah. to do six months after the movie finished, uh, you've moved it's on to another to have project. That same wig. It's, it's better to have the same wig, isn't it? You can go huh? back straight into it. Nicole Kidman's a great example. She, her, all her ones are stunning. They always look amazing. Her wigs. Um, it's like yeah. you know, you know, full lace, full TV lace at the back and front. So you, you know, if she's got the hair pulled up, it looks. But it's so much easier because you could just literally go six months later and go, yeah, oh, could you just get that? You know, get that one out and 
yeah. plonk. Let's it makes weave life it on. a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. As long as it doesn't look like a wig. Huh. <laughs> as long as it's not too wiggy. So uh, yeah, I did. So Becky with the good hair, not so much. <laughs> but I loved it. It was Becky. great, great fun. I highly recommend it as well. You know. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you yeah, watched it. I'm glad it. you enjoyed it, and I, I'm glad we got to think about what is a horror mm, movie. I, I yeah. really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah. I really did. Um, so again, yeah, if you look, there's lots to talk about with horror. Sometimes I forget that people maybe want to discuss certain aspects of things. So again, um, write in. Let us know. Also, become a patron. Uh, I always forget. I'm going to make you say it again. What is? How do they become a patron? So Where if do they you go, go to, to Patreon it? itself and look up Horror Motel, um, you, sh- you will find us indeed. We're there. Yes, in front of We're there. Great Join fun. us. Become a part of the family. We'll let you stay in the motel for free. Shh, yes. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, shh. You can choose whatever room you want. Yes. We won't tell anyone. Uh, but next week, you are bringing a movie to the hotel. Do you want to give any... Are we going to... Yes. Do you want to well, give any spoilers? Well, after bringing wanna, the yeah? last film, I was trying to incite maybe a bit of a cooler spree and um, and uh, it completely backfired because it was roasting last weekend wasn't it with the thing um, <laughs> but uh, this the next movie it, I was going to go and I think I probably will do it at, but to, I always think of The Wicker Man being something I would do perhaps at the end of the summer because you it's when the crops have failed, haven't they? So it's kind of after the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is a, certainly in that field house. And it's it came out... I can't believe it came out in 2019. It feels... It, it still feels pretty new, but so much has happened, obviously, yeah. since 2019. <laughs> it feels yeah. like decades ago now. But, uh, so it's the, the movie Midsummer. Not murders, ah, not Mr. Murders, uh, Midsummer. <laughs> no, no, no. Very different. <laughs> very different. Very different. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this because uh, yeah. I revisited it again and oh my god it's so good so yeah. thank you so much for joining us this week uh, we were delighted to have you and we cannot wait to have you back next week with us in the Horror Motel <laughs>